Hello and welcome to another edition of Spoilerama. I'm Mick Jordan. And I'm Marina Gorski. And today we're going to discuss La La Land. Um, just La La Land mainly because it's such a significant film. We felt we should dedicate an entire episode to it. Plus Marina didn't get to see Live By Night. Did you? You know I didn't. You just had to say it out I have there. To, it's the audience. No, because we had promised them last night, but you let them down mm. again. Oh, I've let them down. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. That's all right. It's all right. I went to see it anyway. And will you be going to see it anyway yourself? I In might. I might. Okay. But the thing is, there are a few films coming out now. I don't know if that's going to be a priority. There are a lot building up. Like there's the two we're going to talk about next week. We said, and there's others just going up week after week. Yeah. For a while. Well, I went to see it, and so can I say anything about it? Well, yes, well, you said you would. Yes, Stop pretending this is a conversation that's just happening now. You're ruining the whole <laughs> plan and magic. You're really in bad form today, aren't you, Marina? No. Thinking on me. Okay. <laughs> no, of course not. No, this is your normal sunny self that we're also much know and love. Right, one and a half minutes into the programme, <laughs> let's talk about a film. Um, Live by Night, I was disappointed with. Okay. Because, But mainly because I expected so much more of it. It's fairly ordinary. It's gangster, yes. isn't it? Yeah, but I mean, this is a, this is a, like it's a period film in the nineteen twenties. I love these sort of things. Yeah, I would as well. I thought it was good. Some very good parts in it, but a lot of it dragged. Um, I mean, in comparison to La La Land, which is longer, I think, and I didn't feel the time going for that. I'm not yeah. necessarily getting into discussion yeah, on that, yeah, but yeah. this one did feel as a Jesus, still not near the end yet. Didn't feel going. So, I mean, I'd recommend it. And particularly to you, given your uh, devotion to Ben Affleck, <laughs> I think it would be interesting to see what you think of him now. Yeah. After this. Well, I don't think I'll change my opinion, right. but anyway. Well, I mean, the main reviews I've been saying, hearing about it say that um, he, as a director, he's an excellent director who casts very badly in the lead role. In other words, he casts himself. Yeah. They say that he shouldn't be in it. Is what yeah, I think so, too. So... I'll be interested to see what you think. I liked some of the other cast. You know, uh, what's her name? Elle Fanning. Have you seen yes. other things? She's very good. Yeah, she's she's actually very good. And she yeah. was in, I didn't realise it until after, which shows how good she is. She was in Neon Demon as well. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, because, I haven't well, seen I know it. Seen, yeah. But I mean, she's the main character in the Neon Demon. And I mean, that was someone who impacted on me on that. And yet I didn't recognise her in this. Okay. Found out after. And the same thing with Sienna Miller, who's in this too. Yeah, I've heard know, that she would be in this, yeah. And I know her well from things like Factory Girls mm. on my playing Needy Sedgwick. And I didn't realise until I saw the credits, oh my God, that was Sienna Miller. So it's a good cast. It's well done. It's well presented and so on. Just not... Just the story chicks. didn't... Story's okay. It's just slow. It's just mm. there's a lot of padding and you feel it could have cut the out. The trailer doesn't seem to be... It doesn't make it seem like it will be slow because it seemed like loads of action and yeah. cars flipping and all that and there's, and there's a fair amount of that, but then what happens is there's a bit of that for a while mm. and then suddenly it's just long, long bits of... Not that. Okay. I don't think it should be all action explosions or whatever, but still, it's just the pacing wasn't great. I think that's the main problem. You just feel the slowness of it. Okay. Um, but you did go and see. Um, <laughs> what, which would you like to pick? Because <laughs> you have seen a few films. During the week, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, not really, three. La La Land, yeah. um, A Monster Calls and Assassin's Creed. Now, I didn't choose them over Live By Night. Just let me make that clear. They weren't. Live By Night wasn't on. Yeah, exactly. So it was in the beginning of the week when I saw Assassin's Creed and A Monster Calls. And then Live By Night came on on Friday and, you know, 
At people which work. point you went to see why him? <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Um, well, no, because it was all sold out yesterday. We were supposed to watch Live By Night yesterday. And it was all sold out. So Mr. Marina Gorski-John said, let's go see the one with Brian Cranston. <laughs> okay. It's just it's uncanny. It's like he's in the room. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, we did. And... Uh, Every time we go and see these things, I know it's going to be a waste of money, but I still spend my money anyway. Did you spend the entire film saying this to John? No, I had to be oh, quiet wow. because I didn't want to offend him. Okay. <laughs> By saying this is true, because he kept saying, you see, when I choose the films, they're great films. What a great film. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> what am I going to marry into? Okay. Anyway. But you'll change him. Because that's what you women always want to do is change the man. So you'll change him. Okay, we're going into completely different. Your problems, Mick, with women. I don't think you should actually bring it to the show. Okay. Thank you. (laughs) But yes, we do. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I don't want to change him. I actually love him the way he is. <laughs> and that's on record now. Yeah, for that's the whole not condescending at all. Okay, now why him was crap? Assassin's Creed I found quite entertaining. Now apparently, loads of people aren't liking it, especially the people who play the games. Okay, um, didn't like it that much. My mother confused it with The Sims, <laughs> which was <laughs> I have to say it was quite a moment. I couldn't stop laughing for like twenty minutes. Because um, she thought it was a film about The Sims. The Sims, and how do you make a film about The Sims? I don't know. I don't know The Sims that well. Anyway, you're not losing anything. You're not missing anything. <laughs> um, yeah, and then A Monster Calls, Sigourney Weaver, Felicity Jones. Felicity Jones was very good. Sigourney Weaver as well. It was a beautiful film, full of meaning, but yet something I wouldn't watch again. It's not something that is like mind-blowing. So none of the films I've actually seen this week other than La La Land. Oh, don't give it away yet. <laughs> it was mind-blowing. So they're okay. I mean, if you want to go watch it, watch it. If you go, any of the three, if you're going to go, if you're in between the three of them, go to see Assassin's Creed. Okay. I found it was entertaining. Right. but Marion uh, Cotillard was in it. Yeah. And Michael Fassbender, like, they're a good pair. Yeah. Okay. Well, that leads us neatly to the film we both see. We saw it together. La La Land. Yay. And that's why I said it deserves a full episode to itself because it was the film of the year. I know it's two weeks in, but yeah. I, I can't see much topping this. Well, that's the thing. Last year, the same thing happened with The Revenant. Well, yeah, that was Revenant was very And only until Nocturnal Animals. There wasn't anything until then that was like film of the year. Mm-hmm. So it was very tough between Revenant and Nocturnal Animals anyway. Um, but yeah, film of the year, my God. Were you expecting it to be that good? Well, everyone kept saying it. Well, it got loads of um, awards. Well, this is, well I mean, it's, it was huge um, promotion about it, that it's up for awards, as you said. It's going to win all the Oscars and all this. This is all the feedback we're hearing about yeah. it. Um, but also, it's selling out everywhere because we originally planned on seeing it at the Lighthouse. Yeah. And um, sold out for all showings in the Lighthouse. That night. It was on three or four, three showings that evening. All of them sold out. Then we tried the IFI, sold out. And ended up seeing it in Savoy 1, and I'm so glad we did. Yeah, Because the, bo- the best screen to see it in, because it's it's a, f- a film made for cinema. Yeah. It's pure cinema. And that screen, which is immense. It's huge. Yeah. And a huge cinema theatre itself, like yeah. the seat in Hull. And it would have been brilliant if it was a full... 
house. Yeah, it was about a half full, I would say. Now, that's yeah. an awful lot yeah, still because it, it is a huge yeah. amount of people. It would have been but, like any normal mainstream cinema full. Yeah. But the thing is, the Savoy one is three times the size of a normal exactly. cinema. Exactly. So, well, but it, it, like it adds to it because that whole like it is an old fashioned proper cinema. It's my favorite screen, if you like, like yeah. obviously Lighthouse I'd favorite say cinema. It's everyone's but, kind of. Oh, yeah. But is it because, I mean, it has the curtains, yeah. everything's closed up. And it's so kind of like a theater. Like, it is. It's a real yeah. proper experience, whereas everywhere else, because I went to see Live By Night in an ordinary audience. And while it was nice, it's just you're basically walking into a cinema that is anonymous could be the same as anywhere else yeah. but Savoy 1 yeah. is very distinctive yeah. and it's nearly 100 years well 70 or 80 years old yes exactly well there you go but <laughs> but get back to the film <laughs> La La Land is a musical basically in the old fashioned style of, and it plays that up massively because it even opens with this is made in cinemascope like all these yeah. logos of the whole exactly era. and that's one of the things I loved about it it's because the whole film throughout it now this is what I found as the you know the whole meaning of the film is let's please remember remind everyone that musicals are great and they can be good films (laughs) not this crap musicals that came you know lately in like like high school musical you know all these little musicals that are just yeah Mm. like no but even other kind of musicals that, you know, like Glee and all these kind of things. No, this is musical is part of cinema history and it can be brilliant. And it's just, you know, and it, the whole time it was referencing all the brilliant musicals. Yeah. That, oh, yeah, it is. You know, it's, it's just. Of that. And it is done in that style. Like it's it's unashamedly that it doesn't have. Like, it's not a homage or even so much to the musicals. It is a musical yeah. form. I mean, it tells a, it has a normal storyline, has dialogue, normal plot scenes, so on. And then occasionally they break into song. But it, at the same time, it's better than most musicals. What I used to feel about a lot of the older musicals is the film seemed to just stop for the musical piece. Then yeah. you have the musical segment and then back to the film. This didn't feel like that. It flowed into it. Very yeah, well. but I think as well because people have this mind set of that musicals were always this, you know, it's kind of a woman's kind of film, and you know, it's just too prancy and dancy and all that, and people don't tend to consider it or regard it as a art kind of film. So yeah. I think this just kind of reminds us that it came a long way and that it is full of meaning and full of these beautiful visuals and all these things that do help with the story, I yes. think. So well, it's, it's it's a film of joy. Yeah. Like it really, it's uplifting all the way along and it has a real happiness about it, exuberance, stunning, yeah. even from the very opening sequence where they're all stuck in a traffic jam. I and they laughed all at that part. Say, Oh yeah, you did. Because <laughs> I, the first thing was, now everyone had said, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing musical, it's, you know, all this and I was expecting, you know, something amazing so when it started and that kind of started and the people just singing and they got out of their cars and I was like oh no so I kind of laughed because I was like this can't just be that same kind of musical oh you thought it was going to be kitsch or something yeah it was oh but then after that as soon as that actual sequence ended and they showed the whole um, is it a highway that they call it in the US yeah synchronized and that widescreen of that sequence, I was like, no, this is something completely different. This is so artsy. 
yeah. the colours that they chose and you could actually see each single person until the end of the car line. And I, just the way they showed that was absolutely amazing. So I said, no, don't be all judgy and stuff. Just fucking <laughs> watch the star. film. Yeah. Because, you, you know, you hear all these things about Oscar and they're going to win the Oscars or whatever. And I always, you know, I don't really like the Oscars. So I was just thinking, oh, here we go. This little musical thing is going to now win the Oscars because whatever. Well, this is it. Well, one reviewer I heard complaining about it, saying that, well, not complaining about it, they liked the film. But they were saying that, oh, this is just typical of of the Oscars all the Oscars is because Hollywood likes to reward Hollywood for being Hollywood and they were yeah. saying that this was the thing with the artist and how because it actually reminded me of the artist in one in a completely different okay. aspect on the basis of when I first heard of the artist and I said like this a silent film made in exactly the classic silent time frame everything done like a classic silent film I said oh they've made a film just for me and when I saw this one my thought was oh they've made a film just for Marina because I knew this is something you were going to love yeah. it was just it was take all the boxes everything yeah. in there you're going to like Yeah. and particularly because it's very much in the style of Jacques Demi who did yes, yes. that I was my first this. note yes. here <laughs> compared to Demi yeah. <laughs> which is yes because uh, you love that the Umbrellas of Cher- Cherbourg, Cherbourg and La Demoiselle as well. De- mm. La Demoiselle by the sense of it's the way they walk and the colours yeah, and the, the colors way they talk very much. and they turn and you know like when they're talking and they turn and to the camera and all these things I thought was very much Demi yeah. and you know um, the whole where is it and if you notice actually now I'm actually going to jump to my later notes but there is a um there was a door under when they were referencing Humphrey Bogart and Ingrid Bergman. Oh yeah, they pointed to the porch. The, to that the was porch. The Underneath there was a door that okay. said Parapluie. Parapluie. Yeah, you didn't oh, notice uh, that. No, because I was looking. I didn't want to point window. it out and be you know. Well, no, I was. There was loads of references, and now I mean, some of them were blatantly obvious, like when yeah. they walked past these paintings and so on of famous stars. But they had one there of Louise Brooks. Oh, and you I see was that? Going to, yeah. I was going to go to you. That's Louise Brooks. I said, no, I won't do that because. Doing that well, yeah, there's like so many references. Um, it's, mm. But main well, I mean, one that's being that's not even a reference. That's her yeah. there. But the main one being, uh, well, there's I think a few actually main ones. Uh, one of them being the her love for Casablanca. Okay. Which I think was the main reference, wasn't it? It I kept th- yeah. coming up a lot. I think it was largely Casablanca and Ingrid Bergman because she yeah. posters everywhere of Ingrid Bergman and photographs and so on. Yes. Yeah. And also I have so many references <laughs> written down here. Um, and also I love the way they brought jazz into it because at yeah. the same time the musicals were becoming this huge thing. Jazz was as well. Well, jazz is older than cinema, but... It was kind of the same oh, time. Oh, it's a very much they, part. Like, the, yeah, early they grew musicals together. Version. Well, yeah. all, the, all the great um, writers and artists of early musicals would have been jazz musicians. Jazz musicians, musicians yeah. Recording. And yeah. I loved the way they kind of put that together. And mm. the whole, their little music playing throughout the film. Yeah. That little well, melody. What did you, well, what did you think of his battle to keep jazz pure and how he didn't want to compromise at any time? And because I, I remember when John Legend appeared on the screen yeah. and he's the one who is the new f- future of music and how he will adapt jazz to it and is totally against what or Ryan Gosling is totally against what he stands for since he appeared. I don't know what you said to me, but something nasty. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, yes, Marina. 
Yeah, I um, just I forgot John Legend was. I heard he was, and I was loving the film so much. <laughs> and then John Legend was there, and I was like, he was good in it. Yeah, he was. I have to admit that. I just don't like his music. Okay. I just think he's too blah. Okay, <laughs> you, you really have to expand your repertoire of complaints because we've got blah appearing in nearly every episode now. He's just really boring and bland. Middle of the road. Yeah, it's just okay. it's not interesting at all. Him. You know what I mean? Like in the film, he was. <laughs> what did you think of his music in the film? I thought it was funny. <laughs> yes, it was. I think it was meant to be. Yeah. It's the whole thing of when they're playing live concert and he's yeah. and Ryan Gosling is playing the piano and it just goes into this ridiculous. Daft Punkish that, kind of yeah. thing. <laughs> well, I love the way that when Ryan Gosling's sitting down for the first time to play with them and he suddenly just puts on this mixed Oh, yeah. Song and, and Ryan Gosling is looking around Freaked like, out completely What the, what the hell has just happened <laughs> But yeah. that was it Like I thought it was a very interesting argument Because I could see both sides Of what they were saying That Ryan Gosling wants to hold on to pure jazz He's a purist and all this The original jazz yeah. or whatever Rather than move it forward And yes if you look at it from And I'd say the director's on Ryan Gosling's side Because if you look at what they are doing In their moving it forward It's naff yeah. It's really tacky enough, whereas like the pure freestyle jazz that well, he Well, it doesn't really need skills to do it, if you know what I mean. Well, yeah, it's all computers and yeah. keyboards and so on. But at the same, I can. But that's what I'm saying is I can see both arguments. And the very yeah. fact that we were in Savoy one is my enhances my argument because I was saying to you before, and I said it to you that night as well, how sorry I was to see Savoy two now changed into three little screens. I said, but I have to accept that's the way cinemas it's are going to survive. Yeah. They're going to have to be like that. So I'm okay with Savoy. Once Savoy one stays, they can do what they like with the rest of it. Yeah. And I'll accept the fact that we have all the other cineplexes around the country, which I go to all of them. Once I still have Lighthouse, IFI, Savoy one, proper cinemas still exist. Yeah. I think the two should be in tandem. And that's what I would say to him because he does end up in a proper jazz club. He has he wants to set up his own jazz club so he plays in other ones as well so real jazz that he sees can exist so can the commercial yeah shite or yeah. whatever exactly um, What I know this is a really silly question what did you think of the cinematography of this film I'd say you were blown out by it well it was shite yeah no I'm joking <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's all my notes gone out the window after yeah, that yeah it was absolutely beautiful it was stunning yeah everything it looked like it was all planned to the T yeah. kind of thing there and even so much of that but it seems these were the references come as well I've written down reference, <laughs> references from he referenced so many musicals visually mm. as well well particularly singing, Les Demo, Les, well the Jack Demos Les Demoiselles de Rochefort and Singing in the Rain that. Really? Where did you see a lot singing, singing in the rain. Um, scenes like um, oh, when they are dancing. Well, oh, sorry, yes, the dance sequences. Yeah, certainly, yes. I but that more, but the dance sequences, him and her, actually more so Fred Astaire, Ginger Rogers. But mm. there were bits where he was turning around in the lamp. Yeah. That's true. And there is a sequence in where they're going through the the film studios. Yeah, that's what there was one bit of singing in the rain where Gene Kelly, the scene where they are in the the film studios, where they're going by, they're walking outside, and there's a film happening. In singing in the rain, 
are in no this, in, in this, this right that that is there is a, a f- sequence in Singing in the Rain where there is a thing of film happening right in the background I can vaguely remember Singing yeah, in the Rain it's a long time from the first well. year of college anyway right. well that that one is kind of like what, what reminded me and Fred Astaire which is my man Okay. The, the king of all musicals for me is Fred Astaire and the amount of references in there from him and well all the bits where they're dancing together really okay are kind of I like the Ginger Rogers Fred Astaire yeah. dances the um, isn't it a lovely day to be caught in the rain and they're just tap dancing to each other and one copies the other oh yes uh, which is a lo- I love that that's from Top Hat yeah I love that bit and what did you think? Because <laughs> I know you liked it and I kept nudging you most of the time. And well, what I, you'd well, know, you, uh, you would know that I'd love it. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, the squeals of joy at yeah. certain moments as what well. What did you think of the romance? Because I don't know. I just thought, you know. Did you think there was chemistry between them? Yeah. Right. I thought they were I did, actually no, I did very too, but it's Yeah, I thought they were Well, Ryan well Gosley can never do anything wrong in a film, I don't think. Okay. No, I was actually thinking that at the time. Nothing that he can never do anything wrong. He's mm. just never been in a bad film. And He's I do really like her for the part because she's not strikingly beautiful, but she's a different beautiful, which you kind of like you accept her. You like her. Oh, yeah. Like I would say she's that her is I had, I'm sure I've seen her in other things, but I just haven't noticed so much. But I always get or used to anyway, I'm now more aware who they are, used to get her mixed up with Margot Robbie. I think they're very similar. Oh, my God. Do you not think they look no, alike not at all? A, not at all, Mick. All right. Oh, we're going to get so many hate mail. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that'd be good as a response. <laughs> I th- I think they're both great. Oh no, brilliant! And yeah, but I mean, they're, they're not they're not people I would necessarily flock to the cinema to see. Whereas I would be inclined to see a film with Ryan Gosling in it because it's nearly always going to be good. Yeah, it generally is. It's resulted like he picks his projects very well. So I thought they were very good together. I thought everyone in the film, they all gelled, and everyone that was there in it, but. I think the main thing about it, and this is why I'm harping back again to um, the Jack Demi thing, is it so belongs in a cinema. If yeah. you saw that at home on video, it would not have anywhere near as much impact. Mm-mm. It's never going to work outside of it. Well, it's going to work. It's an enjoyable enough film outside of the cinema. But, and it makes me wish I'd seen a lot of these classic musicals in the cinema. I would love to see Singing in the Rain in the cinema. I'd love to see Top Hat in the cinema. Yes, that would be it would be amazing yeah. to see a film. I actually back. went home after La La Land and I was singing Isn't <laughs> it a lovely day? To, and I was like, why am I singing this? See, it's unconsciously I knew that it was impact- That was connected. the reference. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> no, 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 I knew it was the reference. You knew and then consciously yeah. it came to the fore. Uh, no, I, I obviously I knew, but it, it just reminds you that uh, it's just good musicals. Like yeah. it's that it's again the whole cycle with Moulin Rouge, which was a brilliant yeah. musical. And you know these are the artistic musicals that are absolutely well, no, I mean, brilliant. Yeah, they don't have to be art house films or no, anything no, not like art. That. Like this yeah. one, this is clearly Hollywood ish. Yeah. If not really Hollywood, but that, but again, that's where I'm coming back to with something like um, the artist. 
the artist, to me, as I said, when I heard about it first, long before it was released or anything like that, I assumed this is going to be out for about a week because it's real obscure, very niche mm. thing. And then it became huge. I would have thought the same for this. When they were planning it and making it, they would think this is not necessarily going to get noticed. As they would have had said for Moulin Rouge, which was huge as well. Yeah. And now, and that's what annoyed me. A lot of the critics, when they're raving about this, are using it to criticise Moulin Rouge. They're saying how it it does it properly, unlike Moulin Rouge. It's not over the top like Moulin Rouge. It says, fuck off, these films can coexist. Why does everything have to be improved or stand against? They're they're very different type of films. Moulin Rouge is saying all the way through. There's no spoken bit in it. And it works brilliantly. And it's a completely different type of musical because it's using popular songs. They're not songs written for the film. And Singing in the Rain is between the two because none of the songs yeah. in Singing in the Rain were written for the film. They were classic songs well, the for same, the film. It's the same thing that happened with Mamma Mia. Yes, well, I, with Mamma Mia, like, it's just... I know. It's silly. Well, I mean, it's... I would, the thing about Mamma Mia was when I saw it, now again, I saw it on television, maybe I might have enjoyed it in the cinema, but I was saying, I would love to see this on the stage. That's, yeah. the, that's the other media. That's the other, it. yeah. So, whereas this is very clearly cinema film, belongs in the mm. cinema. And that's why I, th- I love films like this, that they keep, hopefully, cinema alive from the point of view of the same thing with um, the artist. You can see any style of film on DVD or film now, but to see one in the cinema in the is cinema. a great thing. Exactly, yeah. And that's why I think it's brilliance of this film is that it's keeping all those other ones keeping alive. The and alive. Yeah, and that just showing that it doesn't have to be a terrible, silly movie that just have people dancing around. It's actually so beautiful and full of meaning yeah. and references and just reminding you, you know, how cinema is great and how it developed and life is beautiful. <laughs> OK, stop dancing around the studio, Marina. We need to keep this place tidy. And how we left the cinema ta- dancing oh, no, no, on the no, that street. Was you. That was you. No, you said it first. You mentioned it I said it as a joke and then you actually started dancing down the to street. To embarrass you. It worked. (laughs) (laughs) Mission accomplished. Okay, well, we will both say, did you have any annoying characters in that? No. I don't think so. No, no. I can't think of anyone. Because everyone was just so lovely. I don't think there were even any villains in it, were there? No bad guys or anything like that. Well, apart from his boss who fires him from the jazz bar. J.K. Ah, yeah, which was hilarious at the end as well. I mean, yeah, there were lovely little bits like that that were just silly Jokey but funny, which Moulin Rouge does as well. There's a yeah. lot of bits like that Moulin Rouge where people just behave completely unexpectedly mm. out of character and it's just plausible. You just accept it. So, yeah, I would say, as I said, film of the year, I'm giving it five stars without yeah. any hesitation. I'm giving it a 10. 10 out of 10. Okay, so we're just going to not bother going to the cinema anymore because we've seen everything worth seeing now. All yeah. the greats are there. We've seen the best. In, well, actually, we've gone from the worst to the best. Collateral Beauty yeah, was the one just before true. that. So we've seen the what has to be the worst film of the decade with Collateral Beauty and um, followed it up with, well, best film of the year. It's going to be hard to top that. Yeah. That's the goal, to find a film better. To find a film better than that, yeah. I actually think I'm going to go back and see this film on the cinema again while it's there. I think it's, yeah, I think it's the sort of film that should be appreciated yeah. again in a cinema and in the lighthouse this time because yeah. just to see everyone laugh in the cinema when lighthouse cafe appears oh yeah that was so funny <laughs> every time because what did the, ca- the cafe where it keeps going to is called the lighthouse cafe and the lighthouse which itself, i think he ends up that's where he ends up playing no oh no oh, no he has no, his no, own yeah yeah no 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 but i think that that's where they meet a few times they meet, anyway, yeah, yeah. Uh, so in our pursuit to find another great film 
Um, what are we going to see next week, Marina? Manchester by the Sea and Jackie. Yes. And we're looking forward to both of them, but I just can't see how they're going to do this. Oh, I don't think they will. Well, they're probably completely different films anyway. Oh, yeah, and they're completely different from each other still, as well. But still, yeah, because I remember after The Revenant came out, you know, Hateful mm. Eight came out. Yeah. And they were both brilliant in different ways. Still, The Revenant topped everything, but, you know, brilliant yeah. still. That's the joy of cinema. You don't have to have one particular type. We can go and see exactly. anything we want. Okay, well, thank you for joining us. Um, join us again next week when we will be reviewing Jackie and Manchester by the Sea. I've been Mick Jordan. And I've been Marina Gorski. Woohoo!